With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Night Shadows. I'm Stuart Bass. Where the paranormal is normal. Where that which you thought you knew, you didn't. And where the future can be known, if you know exactly where to look. Well, good evening, everyone. Thanks for tuning in and listening. We've got Larry on his phone down there in the Southland. Hi, Larry. Hey, Stuart. Well, why don't we start with this uh, new Torah code, and uh, he's done several, uh, Barry Rothman has, about the reptilians. And, of course, a lot of people, (laughs) recent surveys show us that uh, the vast majority of Christians, let alone I don't know what other people believe, but the vast majority of of the Christians, according to the polls anyway, don't even believe Satan exists. That uh, reptilian, the great old serpent who deceiveth the whole world, called Satan. And uh, people just don't evidently believe anymore what the Bible has to say. So uh, they're in for a rude shock, of course. But you've been kind of following this from the inception about the reptilians and um, Gaza and uh, a possible peace agreement. And, of course, you know, there's going to be a uh, total worldwide peace agreement coming along. And humanity being under the sway of of Satan and uh, the devil, as he's called in the scriptures, he's got a lot of names for actually for somebody who doesn't exist. Let's put it that way. Um, anyway, where do you want to start with this, Larry? Well, you know, it makes you wonder, you know, who the uh, reptilian really is and how much effect he's got going on on the planet. I was looking at something that was really interesting, though. Stan Dale recently did a... Uh, a, uh, I think it was an interview, and I can't remember who was interviewed by. Uh, at the moment, I can't, I'm blank. But anyway, uh, he brought up the fact that he's really, really watching uh, Mohammed bin Salman and uh, Jared Kushner because he said uh, secretly Jared Kushner now has got extremely close and close ties with uh MBS and uh, of course is is meeting with him a lot actually and uh, both of those two can have extreme influence on the Middle East so that's something we probably do need to watch I know at one time uh, you know Stan was watching and of course we know all the old figures you know no matter you know all kind of names but uh, Stan was watching really close Soleimani who was the Iranian and of course he was killed by Trump and mm-hmm. then uh, he was also watching MBS, uh, Mohammed bin Salman, yes. and yep. uh, he's the crown prince in, in uh, Saudi Arabia. And But now uh, it's odd that uh, Kushner was working so much in the Middle East under Trump, and now he's really locked in, not with Trump particularly, but with uh, MBS. So what do you think? Well, he has been uh, mentioned from time to time. I mean, we don't really know who Antichrist really is. Uh, Lucifer, of course, is the king of Babylon. And whoever uh, ends up being evidently the the king, or I guess you could call it the dictator uh, of Babylon, would be the final, uh, at least Lucifer. 
Now, I've often wondered if Lucifer and the Antichrist are actually the same person. I know most people think they they are, but I'm not convinced that that's necessarily true. But he, uh, Stan has for a long, long time really thought that uh, uh, the king of Saudi Arabia, uh, MBS, would be uh, and is a very good candidate for the Antichrist. So we'll just have to wait and see how all of this shakes out, I guess. And uh, again, of course, wasn't it where he found, wasn't that in Saudi Arabia, where he found that alien base or U.S. uh, military alien slash alien base? No, he said it was an ancient alien base and it had new construction around it, but he didn't believe it was a U.S. base. Uh, okay. It's an alien base, basically, that's protected by, uh, uh, I guess, you know, whoever, whatever groups that's protecting it over there. And remember, after he had posted that, they even airbrushed the uh, satellite images of it, you know, away where he, you know, he, you know, I, I've got some of it, but uh, most yes, of it was erased. That. So that tells you, it tells you it's important, or they wouldn't have went to that trouble. And wasn't it from Saudi Arabia that all of this hoopla, if I recall correctly, went where they went down to Antarctica, and all the world leaders have gone down there, paying uh, tribute to somebody, evidently. Um, there was a tie-in there, and I can't remember what it was. Even the Pope went down there, and even the uh, who, who do you? He's the head of the Orthodox Church in Russia. He was down there. That's Krill. Krill. Yes, right. So there must be some sort of a tie there between Saudi Arabia, Alien, and Antarctica. And, of course, Molten, uh, Mary, Mary, I keep, it's not, it's, uh, I can't remember her name now. Linda, Linda Molten Howe has done a lot of research on the Antarctic alien buildings that they have discovered down there. And, of course, here again, uh, this is interviewed by, you know, she's interviewed all these military people that have gone down there, and uh, evidently it's predominantly our, our U.S. military is highly involved in all of this down there. But they have found all these ancient buildings, huge, huge buildings, and all kinds of, uh, I don't know what you call them, hieroglyphs, um, sort of like what, uh, who was it, Larry, that uh, evil fire made to burn, where they found all those. Yeah, that was uh, Gary Vay. Yeah, and he had to flee after publishing that book, if I recall correctly. Not only that, uh, the, and I did get a copy of the original, and I think you did too. I can't remember. Yes, but, I did. Uh, yeah. Okay, and then, but then they all vanished. Somebody bought every single copy, and it was just one in, individual that bought them all. Of course, the one that was monitoring uh, was J.J. Uh, Hertak, if you remember that name. Yes. And J.J. Hertak was working for the, very clandestinely working for the U.N., and Gary Vay went to meet with him. And as a matter of fact, uh, the U.N. took over the whole restaurant, security and everything, for that one meeting of just J.J. Hertak and uh, a couple other men and Gary Vay, and it scared him to death. As a matter of fact, uh you know, he he wrote his book after that, and then suddenly his book was gone. And he actually, to publish it, he published it in a Kindle fashion under a different, a total name, an anonymous, synonymous name. And it's not even clear. You know, the original was Evil Fire Made to Burn. The second one, I can't remember. I found it, and I told you about it. it yes, it's on his website, uh, yeah, viewzone.com. And... Uh, but he had to put another uh, real strange name on it. But it, he, it's out there. People want to go to his website, viewzone.com, and, and purchase it. Kindle. Yeah. 
And what's amazing about that is in Evil Fire Made to Burn, they found all these sites, if people aren't familiar with it, around the world with all these very strange uh, language hieroglyphs, of which you have uh, seen some of it right down there in Oklahoma. Uh, Want to elaborate on some of that for the folks? Because this is, this is worldwide, people, and uh, most of this probably took place before uh, the days of Peleg when the continents split apart. It was one continent at one time. And uh, remember the Tower of Babel and how the Lord scattered the people by confusing the languages. So they all split up and went to different parts of this one continent. And when that occurred, he split the whole world apart into the continents that we know today. It's right there in the, in the days of Peleg. Peleg, by the way, means gigantic earthquake. So... <laughs> It all fits together, doesn't it? Yeah, it so does. So we have and to think. It, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to mention, if you, you know, we mentioned Standeo's research, and, and Standeo put an incredible uh, presentation, actually, on our show. Uh, oh, it's been years now, but uh, he put a presentation on how that he literally had the proof. Uh, you know, the uh, I guess they since used satellites to uh, look to the depths uh, of the ground over in the Middle East and, and especially around Saudi Arabia and that region, and how that Stan said that Antarctica wasn't, there was no Antarctica originally, but yes. the, the main base, if you will, or the main continent that the aliens themselves uh actually were concentrated on was hit by a asteroid and it come in at a very strange angle to where it went deep it didn't go great depth but it went deep enough to move the surface crust of that and i don't know the size of it uh, i've seen it on some of his data early data and it moved that it pushed it all the way that whole piece of crust that had all this ancient stuff on it and the aliens themselves and it moved it to the Antarctic region and, you know, off South America, and uh, it, everything froze solid. I mean, it was like quick freeze. It just shoved it all there intact and quick froze everything solid as a rock, if you will, and, and including beasts, uh, according to Stan, uh, ancient beasts and, and creatures and alien. You know, everything got quick froze. And so anyway, uh, he says that that came from the region, I guess, of the Red Sea there in that direction or that area. And he can point it out, and he can point out the travel under the ground, the travel movement of that all the way to where it sets now and what's Antarctica now. And, uh, you know, he claims all of that, you know, and, and of course, nobody believes that, and, and nobody's going to uh, promote it either. Matter of fact, after he did our show... If you'll remember, he did one presentation. I think it was in Las Vegas. I can't remember, and then he gave up. He just went home. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Uh, and open up their hearts, because our ancient history is far, far different than what we've been told. I tried to point out that in uh, Earthfall, uh, the Danny Dougal mysteries. Um, it's it's totally different than what people think it is. They've been lied to constantly anyway getting back to uh barry rothman's uh he's talking about basically how the reptilians are running things behind the scenes basically is what i'm getting out of this and he brings in uh ufos and aliens who live among them uh i don't know if you remember the uh, um movie fire in the sky uh that they made from i can't remember the guy's name now um yeah he I was abducted that. yeah go ahead larry yeah i'm just gonna say i remember that i've watched that two or three times and uh i can't remember his name at the minute either but uh it really really uh was an incredible movie 
Yeah, and it's based on true facts. Uh, that's the problem. See, people just don't believe it, and uh, it, it's it's too bad that they can't because if you can't open up your mind to believe what the Bible actually does teach about our ancient past and about Satan and his minions and his reptilian buddies, so to speak, and how he has cast a, a spell, a kind of a witchcraft spell, over all of humanity. And this is what Jesus was talking about. He said, humanity lives in a prison house, and they walk in spiritual darkness. And that spiritual darkness in the prison house, guess who the prison keeper is? Satan himself, who deceiveth the whole world. And uh, it, the only way you get out from under that is through the scriptures and learning the scriptures. And uh, if you do it the way Jesus told you to do it, uh, you'll find out the, the real truth. And your eyes will really be opened to the facts of all this. And it's just, you know, when somebody like Barry can, can, comes up with this in the Torah codes, uh, proving, again, uh, what the Bible actually does say about Satan and his reptilian friends. And uh, Linda Moulton Howe not only has done a lot of work on Antarctica and the UFOs and that sort of thing, and the arrival basically is what she's talking about without sometimes I think she doesn't know it, uh, how, you know, we're going to be visited again. Revelation chapter 12, the arrival, and uh, it's coming. It's very, I think it's very close at hand now, and yeah. um, we've had aliens living among us for a long time now. Yeah, go you ahead. Know, Sorry. Yeah, I was just going to mention, and it don't bother me to mention things like this because I don't really have a reputation to protect. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, You know, if you don't have one to protect, because everybody thinks you're crazy anyway, uh, it's not a threat. You know, they, they, they can't threaten me with saying we're going to say you're crazy because I'll just admit, yeah, that's true, I am. But, <laughs> no, what I, what I was going to mention was the fact that uh, not only do the Torah Code seem to support and back up a lot of what we're talking about, they also support and back up a lot of the work that Dr. Michael Sala is doing. And he recently, I, I hadn't had a chance to check the information, but he recently did an interview of J.J. Hertak. How about that? There comes the name out of the past. And I'm very yes. interested in what that, now I've, I've got to wait a little bit to get my information from him, but I'm going to try to do that. And, you know, to be fair, I have to say the Torah Code seems to indicate a lot of what Michael Sala is doing is true. It's real stuff, and it's in the Torah Code. But, or use the word however, so people don't think I'm unbalanced completely, I, I want to say that, uh, you know, that the Torah Code doesn't cover the deceptive part. You know, if, if people that operate in some truth, the truth is still the truth. They're being deceived, you know, the Torah Code really don't basically show that. I mean, they're on their own if they want to walk in deception. But you, gotta, yes. you just can't, bl you can't blink and say there's no truth. And what I was going to begin to say, too, was the fact that I snicker a lot of times. You know, people don't believe in, well, Lucifer or Satan. They don't believe in the reptilians. They don't believe in the, the, the greys. You know, from my angle, and, and you know, it doesn't matter to me, you know, what people think, but I have stood totally aware, you know, inside a saucer craft looking at the grays while I'm also looking at about 25 or 30 people that they've abducted from, from you know, and I was in that craft till almost it got to Mars, and then I watched it land and, and go underground with these people. And so... When you've seen that and done that, it's real hard for somebody to tell me it isn't real, you know? Yeah. Well, Thessalonians, let me just read part of that. Then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming, even him 
whose coming or arrival is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this cause, there's only one cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned who believe not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. So this is real. This is what I've been trying to point out, and Larry's been trying to point out. It's absolutely real in every sense of the word, spiritual, as well as in the physical realm. And this is what's going to deceive the people, because it is real. And guys like Dr. Sala and Stephen Greer in the Disclosure Project and all of this that's going on are proving just exactly how real all of this really is. And the arrival is going to be physical and real. And it is going to deceive the vast majority of the human race because they received not the truth. They didn't care about the truth. They have now branded basically the Bible as uh, hocus-pocus, you know, just mythology. And it has no scientific basis whatsoever. And so they relegate it into this. But here's Revelation 12, and there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. There's your, there's your dragon. And the dragon fought and his angels and prevailed not. And neither was their place found any more in heaven. And that great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God, and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. So, uh, either the Bible is <laughs> telling the truth, or it's the biggest pack of lies we have ever, ever run into from an ancient book written over actually 1,200 years or more by people who never knew each other for the most part. And uh, the mathematical continuity of the Bible, as I've pointed out before, is it's trillions to one that that mathematical continuity uh, – no human being could have written it, let's put it that way. It had to come from a very superior intelligence. So what they're trying to say now is, well, these were just advanced aliens who seeded mankind here, and they're going to come back and check and see how we are progressing. That's the basics of the whole story. It's a deception. It's all part of the evolutionary conspiracy, evolution. Evolution is a lie. The Bible doesn't speak about evolution. It speaks about creation. And uh, what they're calling uh, evolution, as I've spoken before, is wide-ranging adaptation that's built into the DNA of everyone, including ourselves. So when you reach the limit of the uh, ability to adapt to environmental changes, you have a die-off, of which we're in the middle of a huge die-off right now. Many, many species are dying off because the environment is changing. Radiation has a big, big part of all this. Anyway, uh, where do you want to go from there, Larry? I mean, this is well, – uh, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to mention, uh, you know, the sun, which the sun activity is just really phenomenal. Uh, and, and what's interesting, I've really seen some incredible images lately with these solar flares 
showing a an object, a huge, massive object, probably the destroyer and its entourage. As a matter of fact, one of the images from Planet X News uh, that he got during a uh, really huge flaring on the other side of the sun, it it blowed away part of the sun flare. Uh, the flare and the glare area, and you could see, uh, you know, a massive, uh, I call it a dwarf sun, and the uh, planetoids or whatever that were around it. You, you could see three or four or five of them, and it was very, very clear. It wasn't hard to see them at all. And some of the newer ones I've seen, this thing is really fairly close to the sun, it appears. We're getting most of our, over the last year or so, we've got most of our big flares and our big sunspots that are occurring on the other side of the sun, probably, at my guess, in reaction with this object that's out there. And yes. it's a, uh, I think it's an interaction between both of those. Uh, the, uh, you know, we're, we're supposed to have a uh, binary star system, and, well, I, you know, I don't, I, people don't realize what that is, I guess, but binary, bi means two, whether they know it or not. So right now we've got two together out there, and they're kind of giving each other trouble. Uh, if any of that ever comes around on our side and flares like it's doing on the back side right now, we'll be toast. But one thing I was going to mention, because you talked about radiation, I, I would suspect right now we're in a historical surge of radiation hitting this planet because it's coming massively, and, and it actually it, it, uh, accumulates. It's a cumulative radiation, yes. and it's also going through our magnetic field. Our should be our protective bubble is getting hammered and twisted, and it's going through it. And I think right now we've probably got more, actually, than one, uh, like the South uh, Atlantic anomaly, if you will, uh, Stan said there was going to be more of them, and they go, were going to pop up in different places. So with that being said, not only is the sun hitting us with radiation to the right and to the left and all the time, we're getting it from uh, these galaxy waves and what do they call a galactic wave and, and yes. the magnetic waves and, and you just name it. All of these waves somehow bring more radiation. And this planet, you know, is just absolutely... Uh, Taking a toll on all that, all life. In other words, whether it's human life, uh, plant life, animal life, it's all being—I uh, guess you could say—diminished. Yeah, and we've noticed, well, particularly around here, but other people had emailed because we asked uh, people to email us about the forests, because around here it looks like the forests are all dying, very slowly, but they're all dying. There are trees down all over the place, and it's not just from storms either. They're just they're just falling over. They're dying, and uh, that's Native American prophecy talks about how the trees would start to die, and uh, so on and on and on it goes. We're in the middle of uh, bad times, and Cliff High and his uh, Bots uh, operations talked about sun disease and how the uh, radi uh, unknown energies, he would call it, from outer space. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to get hammered. We're being hammered right now. And uh, people are starting to break. It has a great effect upon uh, the psyche of the mind. And I've often wondered if these changes in radiation are not the primary cause of what Deuteronomy talks about in Deuteronomy 28, where the Lord says, I will smite you with madness, which is, if you, if you really do a word study, it simply means insanity. And that's what we're watching basically all over the world now. People are going insane. And... Uh, that I believe it has a lot to do with frequency and uh, frequency changes and radiation. Radiation changes are happening all over. Anyway, uh, to switch subjects just briefly to cover something else, secretive White House surveillance program gives cops access to trillions of U.S. phone records 
a wired that's wired magazine analysis of leaked police documents verifies that a secretive government program is allowing federal state and even local law enforcement to access phone records of Americans who are not even suspected of a crime a little-known surveillance program tracks more than a trillion domestic phone records within the United States each year according to a letter wired obtained that was sent by a US senator Ron Wyden to the Department of Justice challenging the program's legality so not only do we have solar problems we have radiation problems we're watching the formation of a police state and it's been forming for a long long time and uh, all of these are just signs of the return of Jesus he's coming and uh, he's going to rescue his uh, his people out of here probably just before World War three breaks out hopefully anyway and uh, but this Sun situation is bad because we're also getting hammered by UVC, which they say doesn't hit the Earth. But I've got a whole bunch of scientific reports where they say UVC, which is more dangerous, actually is is coming down to the surface now and affecting people. And that would go along with Cliff High's bots of uh, not only unknown energies from space, but sun disease and its effect on people. Anyway, what else you got, Larry, you want to bring up? Well, it's uh, really interesting to note also is, uh, I don't know if it means anything particularly, but uh, they're saying that there is a uh, object in space that's going to uh, cover up, apparently, the... Uh, I think how you said you say that uh, Beetlejuice is what you call it, but give yes. Beetle Geese or, or whatever you want to pronounce that name. Uh, but that's the one you know that that acts, that's the big star uh, up there in Orion that uh, threw off a lot of itself into space. It created a cloud. You know, it occulted it for a while there, and you you wasn't even sure whether it had already blown up. They thought originally that it had blown up, maybe, and they missed it. But yeah. uh, some of that cloud, if you want to call that cosmic stuff cloud, it moved away. Now, oddly enough, here comes uh, an object, an asteroid or whatever. I don't really know what it is exactly, but I was reading it on Space Weather, and they're saying that uh, if suddenly you notice that uh, Betelgeuse or whatever is uh, not in the, uh, that what is that, arm of Orion, the, the shoulder or whatever. Yeah, uh, yes. That, it, that it, nothing's wrong, it's just occulted for a bit by that uh, object, whatever that object is. Isn't it interesting that we've got so many objects out there now? For years, Stuart, there were no objects in outer space particularly. I mean, we never heard of anything hardly, a little asteroid here and there, but, hey, that was the whole deal. I mean, it wasn't nothing else. And now suddenly we're getting interstellar rock. I mean, we're getting stuff from, uh, you know, other uh, possibly this other side of wormholes. I mean, we're getting weird stuff now coming through. Yeah, well, it's kind of like when Jesus was crucified, remember, and everything went black. And it stayed black for hours. So now here's the question. Uh, a, A normal eclipse only lasts for maybe 10 minutes. So what would make the sun go black for hours? Could it have been a planetary planetoid or whatever you want to call it that occulted the sun? God uses nature many, many times. Of course, he can do it supernaturally if he chooses to. My point being that with the return, and we've had these prophecies of the three days of darkness, and that prophecy has been around for a long time. And if you're going to have three days of darkness, you've got to have some either supernatural a way to occult the sun, or you have an object that passes between us and the sun, 
and remains there long enough for your three days of total darkness. Now, a lot of people don't really understand total darkness. If you've been in a photography darkroom where there is no light whatsoever, uh, you not only, you can feel that darkness. It is so dark. Kind of like when Jesus said we walk in spiritual darkness, but we don't know it. We don't realize it. But he said that darkness is very, very great. And so this is where, you know, you go uh, with it. But that's kind of interesting, Larry, because, you know, the destroyer is mentioned in the scriptures in Isaiah. And uh, I believe probably coded elsewhere as well. So here's another one, though, I want to drift into. The breakup of the union begins in small ways. Now, this is really important, folks. Michigan Town becomes Second Amendment sanctuary, creates official militia to stop enforcement of illegal gun control. Now, of course, you really realize we have a communist governor in Michigan, and she's a very nasty lady. Michigan Town has passed a resolution declaring themselves to be a Second Amendment sanctuary, and they intend to back up that resolution by force if needed. Holton Township, Michigan, passed the resolution on Tuesday night and are creating a volunteer militia in the town that can interpose itself against the enforcement of illegal, unconstitutional gun control recently approved by the far-left Democratic legislature and governor. The township is enacting these policies because they feel they are necessary for the security and the rights of Holton Township residents. Now, the reason I bring this up, this is how this kind of breakup starts, because these guys have a brave enough to actually have done this, and that spreads. What do you think, Larry? I think this is a real uh, warning sign of the breakup of the coming that's coming. I think it's a sign that uh, the militias are coming back. Uh, the militias were always uh, formative, you know, in early America, if you will. Yes. You know, that's what every community basically was protected by. They weren't protected by a national army, particularly. They weren't protected by a state uh, guard or whatever. In the early times, volunteers came together with their guns and uh, protected communities. And I think we're going back to that. Now, by the way, I don't know whether people realize that Oklahoma, it is a law in Oklahoma to have militias. Militias are lawful. It's part of the Oklahoma Constitution. And so when other people's, when people are shocked at other locations in the country forming a militia, I'm not shocked at all. I mean, I'm, I'm, hey, I'm around people, I'm not going to say anything, but I'm around people that think that way all the time. But uh, you're going to see, and, and as a matter of fact, even in Texas now, remember Texas has formed, uh, they brought their Department of Public Safety, which is their state police, uh, police agencies, uh, Texas National Guard. They've got the Oklahoma National Guard and, and uh, guards units from other states trying to shut down and protect the uh, Texas border. And they're, they're at the point now where, if they've gone all as far as they can go, and they just this last week, I believe, uh, the governor signed into the new law in Texas that any illegal comes across that border from Mexico, the state of Texas can incarcerate that individual, lock them up, and do anything. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're prisoners. Now, for you know the feds to stop that, they're going to have to take a step forward but I'm going to tell you, they're going to keep pushing till we're going to see whatever, what we've been talking about for years. And Anton Johansson, I believe, was warned by Jesus was coming that every state is not going to go along with these people. And the more they push, the more pushback they're going to find. 
And, you know, matter of fact, I was listening to somebody the other day on America's Voice News, and he said uh, he said something that kind of shocked me because I hadn't even thought about that. He said the spirit of the Alamo needs to come back. Yes. Yeah, well, that, this may be what's going on. Big League Politics reported on how red flag gun control is causing state police in Michigan to be concerned for their safety. Well, of course, red flag laws are going on all over the country. But this is interesting because it deals with law enforcement. Law enforcement officials in Michigan are beginning to question the viability of enforcing red flag gun confiscation orders. According to the independent media outlet Bridge Michigan, Robert Stevenson, executive director of the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police, is worried about how police are going to enforce Michigan's new red flag law, which goes into effect in the spring of 2024. He drew out several situations in which gun grabbing could create lethal risks. Well, of course. (laughs) What do they think? Uh, the, the red flag laws basically are unconstitutional anyway. Now, most people would say, well, you can't have insane people having guns, um, which sounds extremely reasonable. But as I pointed out before, the, the Constitution is being ripped to shreds. And I can't remember what the name of the uh, one of the uh, Supreme Court justices said, they are coming for the guns, and they will eventually get them. So if the American people are dumb enough to give up their firearms, then I guess they deserve what, what's going to be done to them afterwards. Well, because, yeah, go ahead, Larry. You were in law well, enforcement for years. Well, yeah, and, and what I think what's going to eventually happen is – some states and some communities are just simply not going to go along with those uh, radical states, you know, uh, whether it's New York state governor or uh, Minnesota governor, Michigan governor, you know, any of these governors that you want to talk about that's going to suddenly decide they're going to take your guns. What you're going to begin to have is what we see in Europe and what we've begun to see even in some of these uh, illegal areas in the U.S., and that is no-go zones for law enforcement. And so suddenly, instead of just being, you know, the mosque and the Muslims and, and uh, you know, the uh, Palestinian areas in America and all these others that, that police are not allowed to go into, you're going to begin to see, I think, a fruitation of communities in this country that are no-go zones. And you won't yes. want to go there. You know, and and I know people can't get this in their head that that, that we're headed there, but let me tell you, we're headed there like a runaway locomotive. I mean, people just do not understand what's happening, and it's really a shame. I mean, mean, this is what's interesting, Stuart. You and I and others and, you know, remnants and all of those people that listen to this, when this suddenly happens, to most people, it'll be like it just suddenly happened overnight, and, and it's so sudden. We just didn't know. But, Stuart, you and I and others, it's been going on for a long time. We've always known this is happening. Yes. Yep, they do it incrementally because people are asleep, basically, at the switch. And um, so this is how they do it. They just do it over many, many years, probably 40, 50 years. It's been going on. And then suddenly, like you just said, suddenly – it, it, they they close the door. <laughs> they've, they've been closing the door for a long time, but you hear that final thud, and the door is locked, and now the American people are trapped. And uh, look at what's going on on the border. I just read an article where 24,000 Chinese men are crossing into the nation again. Uh, at the same time all that's going on, Uh, Here's something that I wanted to bring up. Uh, This is called the Doomsday Missile. The missile, also known in the West as the Doomsday Missile, this is in Russia, has been moved from a military base in western parts of Russia, and uh, it can hit 
America and London in less than five minutes. It goes, its top speed is Mach 30. Well, that's one of those, uh, <laughs> you can't stop it. And this is what Putin has warned us about. He says, you cannot stop us. If we decide to hit the United States, you're toast because you have no defense. It's basically what he has said over and over along with Medvedev. And yet we keep pushing for this World War III that Albert Pike uh, so painstakingly laid out, which we're watching taking place in Israel right now. It's just going to continue to expand. Uh, what do you think, Larry, about that? I mean, well, it seems I'll like think, they're loaded for bear now. <laughs> well, I think that, uh, you know, it, it's interesting. You know, you and I, again, have been, we've been sharing about the danger of Russia while all the people out there that seem to wanted to mock us for the last 10 years have told us that Russia didn't have anything, that their their military was destroyed, uh, they, Russia was just Russia, and they didn't have any partners anymore. There wasn't a Soviet Union anymore, and that we was nuts thinking that Russia was a threat to America. Well, here we are on this far end of the deal, and by the way, uh, it's only like a month, a little over a month, and we're going to be in 2024. So we don't yes. know if this is going to play out a few months, a year, maybe a year and a half or two. I just don't know the time frame, Stuart. But one thing I did look at, I, I looked back at uh, uh, Dimitri Dudeman's grandson, uh, yes. His, yes, his blog, and, and looked again at one of Dimitri Dudeman. Matter of fact, this was the, the very speech, I think, or, or, or experience that he shared just before he died, actually, the, the, just about a month before he died. He shared where that he was asked about, and I read this. He they, he was asked uh, what was going to happen to America, and he said very clearly. And here's what he said: He said that China and Russia was going to attack America. But then he made something really clear. He said, "But Russia will destroy America." What do you think? Yep. That's right. That's exactly what Ezekiel 38:39 says. Our main enemy is is Putin and the Russians. I don't know if Putin will be around when that happens, uh, <clears throat> but it, it is Russia, clearly, that is going to uh, launch their Satan twos and take out uh, a number of our cities, which would destroy us effectively. We're, we're, we'd be toast. In, uh, in less than an hour, just like the book of Revelation says. Now, I know people don't like to believe that the United States of America is actually Babylon the Great. You'll find that in Isaiah. You'll find that in Jeremiah fifty fifty one. You'll find it in Revelation 18 for the physical Babylon, the spiritual Babylon, uh, or, or mystery Babylon is the spirit behind it. And masonry is behind it all. <clears throat> anyway, uh, switching subjects again. More problems with the banks. J.P. Morgan Chase, Bank of America, Wells Fargo have had their ratings downgraded. Here's another one. UBS implements withdrawal freezes, citing liquidity challenges. UBS deposit withdrawal issues cropping up. And here's a few comments. U UBS Bank is leaving the game. My two friends have already been denied a refund of their deposit and were told to wait for three weeks. This is why we warn you repeatedly have some cash on hand so that you can pay cash because cash will be king for a little while as this chaos in envelopes everybody. Can you imagine what's going to happen when all of the little perks that people are getting, like food stamps and all of that, stop? How long do you think it's going to be before riots are in the street? 
Here's another comment. Thousands of HSBC customers in Britain. Now, this is overseas now. But we're having the same thing happen over here. We're getting reports of it. Reported they were unable to access some mobile and online banking services. And uh, it's not just British banks. Here's another one. Barclays confirmed 16 more bank closures in months. See if your branch is on the list. And on and on and on these things go. And at the same time, these banks are all having these problems. Guess what? The International Monetary Fund intensifies the call for a cashless society replacing the dollar with central bank digital currencies, which they can totally control. In fact, if you don't take the mark, guess what? You don't have any dollars. They just close you out. See, see, you can see how this is all going. Uh, what else you got, Larry, you want to bring up? <clears throat> well, I was thinking when you were talking about, uh, you know, how the left wants war so bad, uh, I was thinking, can you imagine just one of those Sarmat or Satan II missiles strike America, how many snowflakes that would melt right, on, right away? Yes. I know. It's not funny, but if you didn't laugh, you'd cry because people are just oblivious to it. I think they really believe that's never going to happen. Whereas the Bible points out that America is going to get back that which it gave. And where did we give it? Japan. That's where we gave it. So four times over is eight nuclear bombs of big not not the size of Hiroshima or Nagasaki these are much much bigger uh, are going to hit America and they hit by the way without any warning whatever no warning is given and uh, it's just it's one thing after another uh, what by the way what do you think about these uh uh, prisoner exchange things that are going on in Israel. There's something wrong with this whole thing. It, it, <laughs> you it, think? <laughs> what, what's your take on what's going on over there? Well, I'll give you my take, and then I wanted to share something about the banks real quick. But anyway, okay. uh, you know, you, you know, they have. They don't even know how many prisoners the Hamas has. However. Uh, they've been in, I guess, a uh, ceasefire, basically, trying to do a prisoner exchange for four days now. And in four days, in four days' time, think about that, you know, four days' time, uh, Hamas has released 13 of those prisoners back to Israel. Now, if you begin to look at how many, we don't know how many they have, actually. Matter of fact, they said one of the, 13 that they gave back to Israel was one of the Israeli women that was reported killed during the uh, the attack. And so a lot of stuff's wrong with this picture. But it looks like to me that uh, Biden and Hamas, and I think you could track Hamas back to the Muslim Brotherhood, all the way back to Barack Obama, who runs Obama, uh, or O'Biden, let me put it that way. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, now, all of this is connected together, and I think I really believe that, you know, what's being happening right now is abs absolute betrayal of Israel by the U.S. government. It's not yes. the, the U.S. people, even though I was shocked that so many people out there are, they're proud of Hamas and they want uh, Hamas to rule the world, maybe. I don't know. They, they, they're Hamas. I mean, they're Palestinians. They're Hamas. It's so funny, Stuart. We've got, we've got, you know, I don't know how many Palestinians we've got in America, but I didn't know there were was ever a place called Palestine, particularly other than the Philistines. Well, it's it's kind of interesting how all of this is working out because uh, they also are telling us now that uh, the uh, people are moving back into during this four days. They're finding out that uh, Hamas is moving their people back into the area again uh, in, in uh, north Gaza. So 
there, I'm sure weapons are being prepared and all that. Uh, well, I don't know. Always, yeah, yeah. I was just going to say well, that if you if you watch how Hamas and the Palestinians work, it's always they they'll run from the bombings, and then the minute the bombs stop for a moment for any reason, they're right back in there rearming. And so if Israel. You know, if Israel is really going to get rid of Hamas, they need to just do it. Quit fooling yep. around and do it. Now that that'll that'll kick it so far into the corner of uh, Henry Gruber's uh, what he said the Lord showed him that uh, I guess the world will go insane. You know, because you that's what's so interesting. You know, it's it's perfectly fine in this world for a Jew to die. It, it's not a or problem a at all. <laughs> but for a Jew to fight back, that is absolutely an abomination in this world. Jews don't yeah. fight back. They just simply die. And that's the, that's the way it seems to be. And a lot of people, uh, not only worldwide, but a lot of Americans who have a lot of links and, uh, you know, Jewry in their bloodlines, they're fine with it, too. Just let the Israelis die, and but don't fight Hamas back. Don't go, don't... And, and this is what gets me stirred, and it gets my dander up a little bit. I don't know why nobody understands that uh, Israel declared war on Hamas. This is not a police action. This is not a special operation by the IDF. It is a declared yeah. war. And somebody yeah. hadn't figured that out yet. But one thing I wanted to say, and I know we're running out of time, is uh, for some time now I've been sharing with people, especially on Augusto shows, that uh, if you need to use banks for different reasons, get all your money out of the big ones, the elite banks. Get it out. They're going to double-cross you anyway. Everybody should know that. But yep. the state banks, if you're in the right state, the state banks, if you want to keep some of your money in it and operate out through checks or whatever, we're going into a time frame that's a really odd season. It's kind of, I don't know what you would say, pre-Civil War or Civil War or uh, later on post-Civil War, but we're going into a breakup. And the funny thing is, if you're in the right state, the state's banks are still state's banks. They don't belong, even though it's an FDIC the state's banks don't belong to the federal government. They belong to the states and those community banks. If you can find you a good one of those and want to operate out of it, that's fine. And, you know, you still have to be careful. But those are. But what's going to happen, I believe, and this is just me, okay, I think, though, when these states start breaking up, if you will, the state banks will become the bank of the state you live in or the district you live in, and you will operate out of it. They're not going to change a lot of this up. They may have a different kind of currency, but it will be a currency of that state or that group of states. And they'll still operate basically the same way. They, I don't think every state will follow the digital system. I think they'll rebel from it and, and you know, go back to the old ways of doing things. And, of course, that don't mean everything's going to be honky-dory. But there is a way uh, – to operate in this, if you're still here, uh, you know, because the state, if it secedes or whatever, or breaks away, it can literally take on or assume the debt of people on Social Security and, and uh, uh, Medicare and all of that that the federal government would immediately stop and yes. assume that debt and use the credit of that state some way through their banking system to keep people alive and for people to buy food or buy what they need. And, Stuart, people have to have a little hope somewhere. But I think that this is – I think what we're going to see, though, and I really feel this, is we're going to see some states is really going to catch hell. I'll put it that way. Yeah. But, but God's mercy and, and uh, divine – protection is going to be over some other areas that are going to survive some of this for a while. Yep. Yep. And meanwhile, the feds are, you know, here's another headline. More people should be getting new COVID-19 jabs, according to the CDC. We've already killed millions. We've already made millions more, but now we need to get jabbed. You got to roll up your sleeve folks, just so you know. And, uh, 
Um, <laughs> it never stops. Here's another headline. We'll close with this one. Ex-CIA director Michael Hayden smears patriotic American Christians. They're no different from Hamas terrorists, he says. He was the head of the NSA and CIA. That's, uh, so there's your love of Christianity. He's a Muslim brotherhood out of Obama's group. Yep, that's right. And uh, they, hate, they hate Christians, folks. Don't be surprised. Anyway, thanks a lot, Larry, for coming on. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And uh, heads up, keep, keep alert. We have no idea when they're going to strike, be it now or later. Anyway, good night, folks. Take care. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.